Peapods, thank you so much for tuning in to our third episode. We're so grateful you continuously show that loyal support and keep tuning in. We've got a great episode for you. We've got me, we've got Sydney, we've got Greta. Greta, hey guys. Yeah, we're really excited to get into this. Um, So we've got a lot of special things planned for you today. It's going to be a great episode. So let's get into it. Let's roll the intro. Hi, I'm Sydney. I'm Greta. And I'm Lucy. And you're listening to Three Peas in a Podcast. The celebrity podcast show starring no celebrities. Each week, we'll bring in a guest star that you've never heard of. And completely waste your time. So put in your AirPods. Clear your mind. Let's get, let's you, get, let's get into, into it. it. Okay, so for our first segment here, um, I was recently going through my notes and having a shared Apple ID with my whole family. Unfortunately, I do get Patrick's notes in addition to his calls and occasional texts and FaceTimes. So we're going to do a dramatic reading of that just to kind of kick this off. The title is Goodbye Hygiene. Now, just a little backstory. Patrick currently is in a band. Plug HHR, Hostility of the Human Race. Buy their merch. Uh-huh. They're actually playing a show tonight. I just got off a of FaceTime with my mother. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> look for that footage. But here's the I want to say song titled Goodbye Hygiene. Well, I don't actually know if that's the first line. I'll just read it as the first line. Okay. <laughs> Goodbye hygiene. Goodbye youth. <laughs> Sorry. I'll shower in a couple days. Brought her to tears. <laughs> Even if you're in luck, but the wrong you're. When you know the microwave beeps, you know the food's ready. <laughs> what are you? Dot, 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 dot. A fucking idiot. Now we're an E-rated show, Patrick. I'm so glad I marked our podcast as explicit (laughs) all those weeks back. Okay, let me finish. Uppercut you. Do your... Fudging job. Go. That was beautiful. The process inspirational too. It brought me to tears. It did bring you to tears. Goodbye hygiene. <laughs> goodbye hygiene. See, there's just like you can definitely tell there's a lot of metaphors. Should in we there. analyze this? I think we should. Okay, let's go into full literary analysis. Well, goodbye hygiene, goodbye youth. Clearly, this couplet means something. Yes, <laughs> it means I he only showered as a kid. Nope, that's the wrong word. It, I love the repetition of goodbye. Yes. yes. And I'm starting to think maybe it means that your mom used to shower him as a kid, but she's finally stopped. And that's why he's saying goodbye youth. He's saying goodbye to these showers my mother's gave him. And now it's up to him to learn and now how to shower on his own, but he hasn't figured it out yet. Or maybe they've moved on to sponge baths. Which <laughs> is totally, totally possible because your mom clearly has a lot of time on her hands. She, she has a ton of time. If I mean, She's still showering your 17-year-old brother. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm sure it's a great bonding experience. Personally, I was never sponge bathed. You weren't by my huh. mother as a child. Well, that's because you also weren't invited to the mother boy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Let's move on to this next line here. I'll shower in a couple days, even if you're in luck. If you're in luck, even if, even if, even if you're in luck, which means, I guess, the reader. I've gotten a stroke of luck. I, I'm really just not seeing anything of this line. I'd like to move on to the next one. When you know the microwave beeps. Almost onomatopoeia, but not. We say beeps. It kind of sounds like well, microwave. See, the thing is, microwave beeps, that's such a common, that's such a common occurrence. It's, yeah, it's bonding 
the listener to the lyrics because exactly. this is just such a shared experience. Yeah, like when you, you say when, it almost implies that I'm sorry. The, it almost implies that the author knows the microwave's gonna be before. Like maybe they're watching this countdown. I why has Greta been so quiet throughout this whole discussion? <laughs> He's been talking over. I'm so I'm sorry. She's so rude of us. Uh, yeah, I'm really That's sorry, so Greta. Greta why don't you go ahead and analyze this next line? What are you, a fucking idiot? Yeah, Greta, go for it. Well, I just think that what are you? Ellipse. The ellipse here, I think the pause, it symbolizes a lot. Not only a pause oh. in the lapse of showers given by Sydney's mother to yeah. her brother Patrick, but also it's just so metaphorical speaking. That's deep, Greta. Thanks for sharing. Keep yeah, going. thanks, Greta. That was incredible. Do you want to get the next yeah, line? Yeah, keep going, Greta. Uppercut you? Yeah, sure. I'd, I'd love to get that. Um, the line uppercut you, it's, it's incredibly short. It stands out from the rest of the line. No, it is incredibly short and it's distant. And if Mm -hmm. you're looking, um, if you have our point of view, we're looking at this poem. It is, it's like in its own section of the page. A hundred percent. It's purposely made to stand out. Exactly. Exactly. And the way it just, it's so, it's so commands control of the poem. Like, Mm -hmm. There's no, there's, there's no leading three, up to it. What exactly. uppercut you? Three syllables. Three syllables. It's just an incredibly strong. Uppercut you. you or upper cut you. Uh huh. Or like our food company, upper crust. Upper crust you, you. Mm-hmm. which is could be, it could be a direct correlation to you then finding a connection between you and the poem and the hygiene. A hundred percent. Okay, Greta, go ahead. Finish us off with that last line. <laughs> Do your fucking job. Well, I would just like to say that just the incorrect spelling of the F word, Uh Uh I-N-G, it just makes it stand out even more. It's purposely not rhyming with the previous one. Exactly. The rhyme scheme was off. I was thinking the the same thing. The rhyme scheme, I mean, it completely throws the A-B-A-B-C-D-C-D. Exactly. Exactly. Pattern. Exactly. Well, you can tell. With that first couplet, uppercut you, do your fucking job, go. go. You can tell there's a conflict between character versus character. I'm starting to think there's multiple people this poem's relating to. Who is this you who, figure? Who is this? Who, who is this who figure? Who is the targeted audience? Now, it's almost, I mean, I think that this is, in a way, a call to action. Wow, uh-huh. that's a great point, Greta. I totally agree with the call to action. Greta, thank you. I mean, that is just a literary device that... HHR would completely employ. Yeah. And it's getting their viewers slash listeners to take charge, take action, make a difference. Yeah. And I think that's what Goodbye Hygiene is about. Greta, do you mind Do you mind sharing what you think the poem is about as a whole? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'd actually love to do that. Um, <laughs> I think that as a whole, <laughs> the you is referring to <laughs> the person who's, watch- who's watching him. Greta, pull it Greta, together. Do you mind? It's actually not. It's, it's actually pretty. This serious. is really serious, and we're taking it seriously. So can you? It's like she doesn't even care about the podcast. Greta, do you mind? Do you mind pulling yourself together and explain? Yeah, it? thanks. Continue. I just feel like maybe this you figure is the one. Who's... Greta, okay. You know what? I'm just gonna cut you off there. Can you please? Sydney, do you together? mind? Do you mind explaining what yeah. Greta was trying to say? I'll take over for Greta since clearly her act is just all over the place. Um, I think what Greta was trying to get at with the emphasis, there's continual emphasis of your, you, uppercut you, do your job. And I think just, this is speaking directly to the listener, um, to say goodbye to their hygiene and youth. 
So I personally, that's how I interpreted yeah, it. No, I, Sydney, that was a great way of there's it. A, there's a ton of interpretations. I'm completely sure, you know, not just one. They probably really yeah. read into these lyrics when they were well, writing them. Also, I'm just being in the notes app. Exactly. I'm just really excited for future historians to take this poem and really run with it. Mm-hmm. Maybe you'll be on an AP Lit exam. It could be. Under the analyze section. Mm-hmm. I would love to see someone do a five paragraph DBQ on this. I would love to see that. Okay. I just feel like there's a lot here. Boom. Now, a word from our sponsor. When you know the microwave beeps, you know the food is ready. What are you? What are you? A fucking idiot. Uppercut you! Uppercut you! Uppercut you! Do your fucking job, go! Uppercut you! Uppercut you! Uppercut you! Do your fucking job, go! I'll shower in a couple days, even if you're in luck. Aha, Jane! Do your fucking job, go. For our next segment, me and Sydney are going to interview Greta and get to know her a little bit better. Yeah, let's get right into it. All right. So, Sydney, would you like ask to ask the first question? Yeah, I'd love to. So, Greta, what's your favorite thing about Excel, which I know is an app that you know a lot about. So if you could just elaborate on what's your favorite tool? Well, I mean, obviously, Excel is a phenomenal piece of technology. Mm-hmm. I think it's just completely modernized the workplace. Yeah. And everyone should know and should know how to use it and be Excel certified. Personally, if I were to answer that question for myself, I think that um, pivot tables are my one. favorite feature. They're incredibly diverse and they just allow you to do so many different things. It's made, um, as Sydney knows, doing our management 305 business statistics homework a lot easier. Yeah, um, I'm not great with it, but Greta, yeah, I know you are. Yeah, I yeah, I am. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I would have to say the pivot tables or... I really do like the sort and filter. However, I also like how you can color code the boxes. It just makes it really easy to organize my schedule. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, okay, for our next question, we're going to get a little deeper. How how do you think that growing up in Chicago has really shaped the person you are today? Well, Lucy, this is a great question coming from someone that's not from Chicago. Yeah. I think... <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Proceed, Greta. I think that... Growing up in Chicago, well, first off, I would like to note that I didn't grow up directly in the city. Oh, I was, where, what what part are you from then? I am from a suburb that's a little, like 30, 35, 40 minutes the outside. The suburbs will get you. Yeah, the suburbs do get you. Um, however, we are really close to the train, so we can just, you know, shoot right into the city, which makes things super convenient. Yeah. Um, 
how did what was the question how did growing up in chicago shape me yeah i think how does that like affect the person you are today how does it impact me as a person today i think that living near city but not a city has allowed me to be adaptable and able to handle any situation that comes my way yeah the suburb aspect allowed me to know my peers, know my community, mm-hmm. have a sense of belonging. And I really like that. I think it made me super personable yeah. and relatable, gave me a little bit of my humor. And then the sharp contrast of the city, the harshness, it gave me thick skin, which yeah. is something that I think is really important in today's world. And I think that's how Chicago shaped me overall. It just made me a perfect person um personality wise um sensitivity wise and that would be my answer no that's a really humbling and inspiring answer it's in direct contrast to the way sydney grew up which is growing up in california it's really shaped an ego that has just slowly we, agree it's slowly starting to deflate coming to indiana I the butthole that- of america I completely agree. But it's definitely, it's such contrast to you where you grew up so elegantly. So just like open to the world and the people and just like you just embrace this new culture that you've become like an incredible person now. I have. Thank you for reiterating what I just explained. Yeah. All right. Let's get into the next question. Um, Can Sydney ask me a question? Of course, Sydney. Sydney, take it away. Um, So Greta, (laughs) I was just... As the listeners should know, your favorite food is bagels. Yes. So I just want to ask something. I just want to get I just want to get a, a great question in here. Where's your favorite place to get a bagel and what's your favorite flavor of bagels? Favorite place to get bagels here or at home? Doesn't matter. Okay. Well, I'm going to answer the question for here. Mm-hmm. Um personally in the greater Lafayette area, yeah. I really like Einstein and for my favorite flavor of bagel, I'm kind of a plain girl, so I tend to go with just plain, um, sliced, toasted, yeah. on a setting of three. Simple and classic. Um, with a little bit of butter, not too much. Mm. That's my go-to. However, sometimes I will mix it up and go with the cinnamon sugar if I'm in, you know, a sweet mood. You're so skanky. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I really like that food question, Sydney. Thanks. Oh, Sydney? Sydney looks like she has another question for you. Oh, perfect. Uh, yeah, Greta, I'd just like to piggyback off my own question. How do you feel then about the bagels in the quick kitchen that have a slight uh, tough yet delicious grind on them that one could mistake for mold? Being a picky eater, especially living in the Alpha Z Delta sorority house, yeah. I've learned to pick my battles. The bagels aren't one of them. Have I eaten some mold? Probably. But it is just way better than eating the food that is sometimes prepared for us. For example, I I, am, I wouldn't call myself a picky eater, mm-hmm. but I don't like any vegetables really at all um, if they're cooked. Not really big on meats or carbs, mm-hmm. um, except for bagels, of course. So I have been substituting bagels for the majority of my meals. One time they were out of bagels. I had to go for a peanut butter and jelly. That was an oh awful day. Gosh. Um, I've been eating at the Union quite frequently to avoid the food at the house. Um, but yeah, the quote moldy like rind you described, I think that my stomach acid has been able to overcome it. It's adapted. My body is able to take on any challenge now after living in the house for a whole semester, including mold on the yeah, food. That's really great to hear. So I just eat it. I mean, I think it helped deters other people, thus leaving more bagels for me. Such a great perspective on life. 
Yeah. That's amazing. Uh-huh. All right. Let's get into our next question. So, Greta, um, I'm sure a lot of our listeners have picked up on how your childhood, you did grow up on the margins of society. One might call you a minority. So I am, yeah. So we just want to ask you another deep question. Uh, being redhead, has this made you a stronger, more powerful person? Because to us, you are just one of our idols when we look up to. And we're just wondering how has uh, your hair, again, shaped the person that you are today? Wow. I am honestly surprised it took you guys five questions to get onto the topic of my red hair. Um, But I not only has my red hair made me a standout um, person in life, in the house, in our friend group, but it's just made me incredibly notable. I would just kind of like to flash back to you said my childhood. Growing up as the only redhead in my first grade class with my teacher, Mrs. Huckleberry, Sorry, I'm choking up. She's, I know, she's a really important person in your life. Yeah, um, I was actually choking up about the fact that I was bullied about my red hair. That's okay, we support you. Now, everyone else was a brunette or a blonde. I was the only redhead. Not only did they leave me out of jump rope at recess, but I wasn't even allowed near the handball courts. And this was, this was really tough for me to overcome being left out and and I, you know, eating lunch in the bathrooms, of course, on the toilet stall three. You know that I'm, I'm such a strong and notable person in our group now, yeah. and I, that's why it means so much to me because yeah, I, I no was, idea. I was left out of friend groups from first through twelfth grade, and you know, just the bullying. It's it's what got to me. Yeah, of course, stemming from the color of my hair, something I cannot control, but my ancestors. I inherited it from them. No, thank you. And if I, I just like to go a little further back to the roots of my red hair. Go as far back as you'd like. Um, to the Irish potato famine, when my ancestors. Sorry, again, another touchy subject. When my my, when my ancestors had to immigrate to the states, and they were on a ship called. Ginger snap. Ginger snap. How did you know? <laughs> and the ginger snap took all of my ginger family over to the States. They tore you down. And when they arrived at the States, they were all slaughtered on the scene. Oh. Only what? with one. My great, 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 great grandma Patsy. What color was Patsy's hair? Red. I knew it. <laughs> and great, 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 great grandma Patsy was how I got my red hair and I stay strong today for her wow Greta Greta give me your hands give me your hands give me your hands that was an incredibly inspiring and raw story that is gonna inspire so many of our listeners to keep being who they were meant to be stay individualistic be you be red be Greta be Greta. Be Greta. That's actually, that's. Do you, Sydney's been kind of quiet over there. I know she's kind of uncomfortable with crying. Yeah, so. Sydney's, well, Sydney's a little weird, so she doesn't really, she's not yeah, great. Yeah, I kind of crying. picked up on that. Uh, Sydney, what do you, do you have a, another question? Um, I actually don't have any more questions, but we do have one more from our good friend, Jeff. Oh, Jeff. Jeff, do you want to take it away? 
Uh, yeah, great. I actually do have a question. Perfect. What are you doing after this? I am extremely uncomfortable. However, as always, flattering. Stop, Jeff. What? Jeff, what have we said about the weird question? Stop hitting on Greta. This is the seventh time you've asked me out today. Jeff, Jeff, this is so embarrassing However, for everyone. I would like to remind you that I have a very serious relationship with my boyfriend, Kyle. I didn't know if we were going to get into Kyle today. Jeff, look what you've done. I would like to talk on Kyle. Go for it. Can you ask me a question? <laughs> Sydney, I don't can you ask her a question? Yeah, actually. Yeah. Sydney, please. Um, What's your favorite thing about Kyle? My favorite thing about Kyle. Hmm. This is a tough one since there's so many. So many. I, well, something that really drew me to Kyle is he is an avid reader. Yeah. And he recently um, has been getting into different kind of biographies autobiographies and that's really what's inspiring um and draws me to him that he is a reader and so i mean just being literate however i mean that that's is my favorite thing about kyle but i mean something that we've been doing together recently that's been super fun is reading this one book titled Green Lights. Um, it's by Matthew McConaughey. And I mean, what a read. If you guys, listener. That sounds thrilling. If you guys have not looked into this book, let me tell you, he picked it up while he was getting his tires or oil, something, something. Mm. He's in the cars. Do. Yeah, something cars. Um, he picked this up and let me tell you, we have not put it is down. something else I can help with? Who is that? Oh, that was <laughs> Jeff. Oh, it's okay. Um, Jeff, what's <laughs> up? Keep going. And Greta, I'm so sorry. Yeah, I mean, Kyle being a reader, it's probably his most attractive quality. Yeah. And yeah, like I've said, we've been reading Green Lights together. And let me tell you, it is a green light to our relationship. And I would like the reader to look into it, the would, listener to look into it. Sydney, would you like to read a, some pieces oh, yeah, of the book? If you could kind of cover the synopsis, I didn't know you'd read it. Yeah, yeah actually, I, uh, I haven't, but Kyle's inspired me too. So I'm just going to read this. He is an Synopsis inspiration to us all. Matthew McConaughey's Green Light is a book about finding oneself by a process of elimination. Ooh. Unlike many other autobiographies, the anecdotes he chooses to tell are not picked to generate headlines, but to give an insight into how he has become the man he is. There may be moments of strife, but he has been careful not to elaborate on events that could otherwise detract from the theme of the book, namely how his approach to a life has evolved. Wow. That's awesome. I mean, that summary that Sydney just gave kind of encompasses the entire book perfectly. Yeah. Uh, no, Greta, like, I'm just happy you found someone on the same intellectual level. You can share this reading. You love to read. I do so love to read. So you can share this with someone now. Yeah, and like I said, we have been reading it together as a couple. And he did start seven weeks before me. Mm-hmm. But I have caught up, and now we do read three pages together every night wow. from the That's hours a lot of, pages a night. of 11 a.m. to 1 a.m. Mm. Or 11 p.m. to <laughs> 1 a.m. 1 a.m., yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's that's, really, that's it's an our, average amount of time for three pages. It's our wind-down time. And, I mean, I'm hoping that Kyle kind of takes inspiration from Mr. McConaughey and – I mean, personally, I think it would be awesome if he could kind of go into a movie star. Um, 
I know that he's currently majoring in kinesiology, but I think that acting could really showcase his talents and transport him. Trans, no. Transform? Transform. Thank, Thank you, Sydney. Sydney. Um, transform him into the star because I see his potential. Yeah. And also, I would just love to be dating a celebrity. Well, thank you so much, Greta, for answering our questions. It's so amazing to hear from you. Thank you for telling your truly vulnerable story. And we're just really happy that you could showcase that on the pod. Any last words? I don't have any last words. I was just honored that out of the three hosts, I got to be interviewed first because, I mean, I am the most important. Obviously. So, listeners, if you have any other questions go ahead and email them on in and I will probably spend the time sending you a personalized response. We probably won't even cover them on the pod. I'll just start becoming friends with all of you and responding to them. Sydney, if you'd like to plug that email once again. Uh, The email is actually mdvp at uh, gmail.com. Uh-huh. So send in those questions because I'm all ears. Thanks for listening. Okay, listener, and for our final segment today, we are going to be doing a blast to the past and discussing some of our very beloved college besties from our Alpha Z Delta sorority house and doing a where are they now segment. So we're going to start off. If you don't know some of these people, that's completely fine. I mean, we haven't gone, I mean, when did we graduate? Twenty. 24 gosh that was over 10 years ago wow that's incredible that's crazy um the first person we are gonna be talking about and discussing where are they now is maddie bailey now maddie bailey was a good friend of mine she was one of my first friends at purdue i had the luxury of visiting her home in the region a few times and hanging out with her family yeah, that's so awesome you said that because I really hated Maddie. Oh, I kind of had that. Yeah, you, you could tell. I yeah, know. no, started, I thought she was so annoying. You guys started doing that dance fitness thing. And God, I, I hated that. I thought you guys were going to be besties, but I could see it behind your eyes that you, know, you were just You could see the hatred. I could see the hatred. Okay, so let's start out. Where is Maddie now? First, let's start out. Where is she residing? Um, Maddie, thanks for chiming in, Greta. Maddie is currently residing in the region um that is where she grew up and she decided to stay there which is respectful because she now shares a home with all of her cousins yes it is a family home um she's living with zach who is also her husband and i mean i think they're kind of cute together what do you think uh greta what do you have to say yeah well i do think that 20 kids is a little tight for a trailer but other than that i think they have a really beautiful family i i mean once you look past the incest, I think that it's truly beautiful as well. Yeah, because they just have, like, such a great connection. They have such a close, tight-knit conne- connection. And I know that throughout all of college, Maddie was looking for an Alpha Tau Omega. Mm-hmm. And she finally she found, found one. Right, right there. She was there the right whole Right at the time. Christmas party. It's, I mean, it was just one of those, you know those cliche movies where um, – the love interest is right there the whole time. Yeah, they just can't realize. see them. They're constantly chasing other people. It's a confusing so friendship and love. Do you remember who was that one guy she had a thing for? Uh, what was um, his name? S.A.E. Brad? S.A. Something like that. Well, I'm glad they didn't end up together because personally, I didn't like them together even though they dated all the way through college and for the past seven years. Yeah, but I didn't like them either. I didn't like them I didn't, either. I mean, I never liked Maddie. 
again, so, so it would be hard for you to get on yeah. board with this relationship. Of course, Zach, though. I, I like Zach. I love Zach. Yeah. God bless him for yeah. putting up with her. Stand up man. I mean. Really stand up guy. Did you hear that he's now working at as the priest at their church? That makes total sense. Yeah, I know. I mean. Maddie's really religious. Maddie's super religious. And I'm just so glad. I actually, to get some of this information, since Maddie and I don't really stay in touch anymore, it's kind of yeah, sad. It is sad. I called her younger sister, Megan, who I do see on a weekly basis. As if you recall, she is my secretary right. at my corporate level job. Didn't you adopt her also? Yes, I did adopt her as well. She kind of wanted to get out of that whole big family thing. Yeah, she didn't want to live in the trailer. She didn't want to live in the trailer, no. So she's currently living with me in my penthouse in New York. But she keeps up with Maddie via Facebook, of course, yeah, iMessage. Of course. And Who doesn't still comment on Maddie's Instagram and Facebook? I know. I mean, if I were to give her one thing, she does have an incredible social media. She really does. But yeah, Megan was kind of just telling me um, a little bit about, I mean, do you remember their oldest? She came to the 10-year reunion, Charlotte. Charlotte, yeah. I know Charlotte. Yeah. Charlotte, now, she's currently, I believe, 10. I mean, what a gal. Wow. She, they grow up so fast. They grow up so fast. I know. And it's crazy that... Zach and Maddie have only been married for, I think, five years, yeah. but Charlotte is theirs. Second wedding. Yeah, um, obviously. But yeah, I mean, I heard that she's getting into the Irish dance as well. That's awesome for Charlotte. Yeah, I know. And I I know Maddie was a dancer and Megan did the whole Irish thing. So she's been kind of telling me that they're going through that. I think Maddie yeah. is talking about just opening a studio since they do have that's so many young girls. Of Not course. a lot of money, of course, to open it up, but uh-huh. a lot but of young girls that they could. If they w- start winning things, you they know. They can make a lot of money off these kids. hundred oh, percent. And since, of course, there are 19 girls, one boy, I mean, that's a whole team right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I think that concludes Maddie. Would you like to suggest another person? We can draw out of the hat here. Shik, 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 shik. Zoop. Who'd you get? Uh, Bella Zerfass. Who? Oh, she was my roommate sophomore year. I I don't really remember. I remember we were roommates junior and senior year. She was, year, like, short, like, big, curly blonde hair. I, can you describe her a little? Kind I'm shrill. Shrill. There. Yes. Yeah. I remember her now. Bella Z- Zerf- Bella Zerfass. Zerfass. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of remember her. I, was she there that often? I remember really trying to be her friend, but I kind of got rejected since yeah. all she knew how to talk about was boys. Well, she was really... She was really high standard, so of course only her and I were friends. Well, that's weird because we're practically the same person. Greta, chime in, will you? Oh yeah, I remember Greta. I mean Bella. Yeah. <laughs> she, we were a bit closer since we roomed junior year when Lucy and her kicked me, or Lucy and you kicked me out. Yeah. And yeah, shrill, hundred percent. I remember having good times with her. We spent the summer at the lake. Mm-hmm. Um, but oh, Greta, you have some really great memories. I do. Have some, should I share my favorite memory with Bella Z? Please. My favorite memory, personally, with Bella was when I went to visit her out in Indy. Um, she was there for a summer internship, yeah. of course, majoring in construction, obviously. And she was doing this huge project, building this hospital, That's and. Incredible. I remember she was taking me up. It was kind of dangerous. She was in a harness. I was not in a harness. Mm-hmm. And she jumped off the side of the building. And I followed her because that's what friends do. One jumps, we all jump. Unfortunately, Bella was in a harness and I wasn't, as I mentioned earlier. I struck the ground. And I mean, that's when I went into my coma. Yeah. For a few years. Um, But... 
like I said, my favorite memory was that Bella was with me there the whole way while I was in the coma. Of course, I have no proof of that, but she told me she was. No, and we believe her. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for sharing that, Greta. Mm-hmm. Sorry about the coma again. Sorry we weren't there to help you. Yeah, I'm sorry. We were in Europe. Well, I actually do have to her. Right. Of course. Of course. I have some breaking news about Bella. Oh, you think I know you haven't heard from her in a while. Yeah, of course, I haven't. Barely remember her. After college, she actually ended up marrying Rickon. No way! Frickin' Rickon from ATO. Do you remember him? Oh, I remember Rickon all right. He was yeah. the weirdo who didn't wear shower shoes. Yeah. I remember just seeing his bare toes grasp the wet, warm <laughs> tile and thinking, now that's a guy. Tile. I'm sorry, but you said tile. Oh. And I got confused. Sorry. Yeah, Greta, we know that's a touchy subject. Yeah, let's not talk about now that, that one. We know Back he's a movie tile. star and he dumped you after his getting his phrase. No, we're not talking about that now. Yeah. Okay, well, back to his toes gripping the tile. The warm, wet tile. The warm, wet tile. Right, right. Um, yeah, but those two, are, they're happily together, Do they too. any kids? No. Really? They I don't. I always Bella with kids. Yes, like, but she didn't, she didn't want to keep having a lineage with Rick and, like, his lineage needed oh, to end. That needed to end, 100%. I mean, it was kind of a missed opportunity. They could have had so many names well, for their children. Well, they cats, which they used the names oh, on the cats. Well, like, Chicken Tender, I know chicken that's one of the kind of Chicken Mania. Uh huh. Frickin'. Frickin'. Trickin'. Yeah. Oh, Greta just said, uh, <laughs> uh, Kentucky Fried Rickin uh-huh. is one of them. Oh, those are such cute cat names. Yeah, that's awesome. I hope maybe I should reach out so I get a Christmas card of all those. I know yeah. you sent me a Snapchat of it and it was really cute. It was really cute. Them with their seven cats. Yeah, no, the two of them, they, yeah, they have uh, a great bond with the cats. They treat them like children. Yeah, I mean, when you don't have children, you got to treat someone like children besides your husband. So I'm glad that they have that. Well, she still treats Rick like a child. Okay, just checking. So it's like she's. I, I mean, I never really saw him growing up. Does he look the same still? He does. That's not surprising. Even a little younger. A little younger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Must be all that Botox. Of course, Bella, though, she hasn't aged well at all. Yeah, of course. Yeah. What does she look? Gray hair already? We're Years only, ago, too. We're only like. It started right something. after college. Wow. Receding hairline right after college. Is she balding? Even at graduation, you didn't notice? I mean, I saw the balls flat out back. Her hair is her best quality, so that's the saddest part. It's really sad. I mean, yeah. Well, I have nothing more to say. Greta, do you have anything to add? No. She's done. Okay. All right, let's get into our third Where Are They Now? That is... Lucy Kehoe. Lucy Kehoe. Now, what a character. What a character. I remember my first memory, I mean... I just can see Lucy Kehoe as clear as day, unlike Bella. And I remember our first memory together was my first day in AZD. Wow. We were walking back to the house mm-hmm. um, to get some cute bid-day photos. I remember there was Lucy Kehoe, you, yeah. and Lucy DeBrunner. And I remember I thinking, Battle of the Lucys. I want to be friends with Lucy Kehoe. And Lucy DeBrunner was really funny. Yeah. You weren't any... I was bland. I, I just... I, oh, we got there. nods from Greta. She agrees. Nods from Greta. Damn. Yeah, I know. I, were you actually there? I I feel like I that was my best work. You, I don't even. I was trying you. so hard to be nice to everyone. Yeah, I, um, I don't remember anything. Okay, well, please, back, no, but okay, that's Ke- okay. That's okay. Um, back to Kehoe. Yeah, she was immediately super nice and just inviting to me. We hung out pretty much every single day freshman year before she dropped AZD, which was honestly heartbreaking. It was a sad Then, if you remember, I was roommates with that Sarah girl. We called her Eyeball. I, yeah, I remember Eyeball. I remember uh-huh. Eyeball. We, we, we lost touch a little bit. 
Yeah, so she cut me off. Oh, she cut It's it's touchy. She's embarrassed by you. It's touchy. Who isn't? Um, Apparently you. And, yeah, that's since Lucy Kehoe ended up dropping the end of freshman year, that's how Sarah and I ended up together. Yeah. And then, of course, I just completely dropped her for junior and senior year immediately. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah, Lucy You and Lucy never ended up rooming together again? No. I mean, she took off after she dropped AZD. Obviously, I lived in the house two years. She tried to, but they said... I thought you were a fifth year. That would be weird. Oh, in my fifth year, I did, but I'm not oh, really okay. counting that. That's gotcha. the traditional yeah, four. Yeah. yeah, Lucy, she was also in Crater, mm-hmm. general management, and boy, was she brilliant. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure, sure you remember how intelligent she was. <laughs> it was just like a fire behind her eyes. You could tell when she had a great idea. Not a blank stare in sight. And, I mean... It doesn't sound like you really stayed in touch with her, but I think Greta did. Well, there was always, like, this competition between us, vying for your attention. Yeah. And it was hard when you chose her. I, I like Sydney said, I did have, I do have an update on her. We kind oh, of. Go ahead, Greta. We kind of stayed in touch. Um, Currently, she's living out in Oregon. Oh. And she's married to, I don't know if you guys remember him, Brian Gillis? Brian! I, I mean, mean Brian. I always ship them together, but I never saw them ending up. So I think that's kind of fun. They're living out in Oregon. They do the hiking thing every day, outdoorsy. Oh, I never took the two of them for such an adventurous type. Me neither. A little swim down the coast and, you know, Brian being engineer is just making bank. Right. I heard that she is taking care of their two well, kids. No, did you hear Brian's not an engineer anymore? Oh, he's not? Yeah. I didn't. I'm so sorry. Sydney, do you know anything about that? Yeah. Um. I actually... I kind of heard that the engineering went downhill, but Lucy, if you could fill in. Yeah, no, he doesn't. He doesn't do engineering anymore. What he's, does he do? Well, he's um a salesman of sorts. Oh, for for any company. Oh, he has like he like does for any company where he kind of stands outside the building and he does like the floating thing where you kind of like tip backwards and you like uh huh body roll on the left. body roll yes one of those sign flips any of the above uh-huh. so yeah he's in sales. That's great. I mean, I'm so happy they're successful. Greta, if you want to keep going, I think you were about to mention. Yeah, keep going. I just had to cut in with that. Yeah, thanks for cutting me off once again, Lucy. I've been trying to get a word in all Um, podcasts. I've been trying so hard. Yeah, we have. To chime in and you two just keep teaming up with each other and talking over me. It's really hitting the nerve. It's so, if you could, no, let me talk about Lucy Kehoe. Like I was saying, her and Brian are super happy together. They have two kids, Judy and Miller, and I mean, they're adorable. I don't know if you've seen Lucy's. She's trying to do the social media um, influencer kind of thing. Wow. So there's a ton of the photo, ton of the photo, ton, <laughs> ton of photos of the kids yeah. all over. Um, and actually- well, I, little, little Miller Gillis is a doll. Yeah, Miller Gillis. I think he goes for mill for short. Sometimes cornmeal. Mill Gill. Yeah, adorable. Yeah. MG. Anyways, I the kids are adorable. I'm super happy that they ended up together. And I've actually, I recently heard um, that Maddie and Zach were actually going to do a trailer trip out to Oregon because, you know, they like hitting the national parks. And I just think. That would be, imagine the photos from that. That would be amazing to see. Imagine the 22 children just rampaging through the forest. Now that's beautiful. Yeah, plus I the mean, two, Jay Gill and Mill Gill. So it'd be 22 kids. Oh, Greta, I actually didn't know about that. Maybe, I mean, I've been dying to visit home. I haven't left New York in 12 years. and That's because you were in jail. It's hard to leave please when you're on house arrest. don't mention that. Okay, I'm sorry, listeners. I, ignore that. I 
you know what? I'm not going to address that. If you want to look into it, you can check Google, but not really because I had my entire identity wiped. Mm-mm, she did. Anyways, Megan and I might venture out. I mean, she's kind of been wanting to see Maddie. And, I mean, it would be nice for me to visit home. Yeah. I mean, I really don't like seeing family, but I heard that Patrick is doing pretty well. So maybe I can get out I there. heard he's a billionaire. I heard he was a trillionaire. So I It's because his song. It's because – do you remember that song? Which one? Goodbye so Hygiene. Many. He sold Good. it for billions, Good trillions by- of dollars. Was that the one that was used in the Apple ad? Yeah, and then he went on tour with it, and he's just so Gosh, who did he rich. Go, did, who did he go on tour again filthy, with? Filthy, filthy rich. Who who did he go on tour again with? Billie Eilish? Yeah. That's what Greta That's Greta, it. thank you for filling in with that. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Greta. Um, yeah, I mean, I I am doing pretty well I'm in my penthouse on house arrest out in New York City, but I hate to admit that he's doing better than me. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough. Well, well. Thank you so much, listeners, for listening to Where Are They Now? Now. Um, We thoroughly enjoyed that segment, clearly, and we're going to wrap up this episode here, I think. I mean, we don't want to make them too much of a drag. No. (laughs) Record. Lucy just kicked over the speaker. Every single episode. Every single. Don't worry, Jeff. Jeff, stop bending. Oh, my gosh. His entire butt cracks out. Nauseous. You know what a bell is, Jeff. I got him one for Christmas. I think he's been using it. Don't say it. Okay. Anyways, like I said, we're going to conclude this episode here. For the record, we do have all the analytics coming as a supply chain, data analytics and operations Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. management major. I would like to say that we do have the analytics for every single podcast. And we saw that for the last episode, aka our pilot, since we still haven't even uploaded the second one as we're recording the third, there was a 92% engagement rate, which means some of you tuned out before the episode was over. However, we have been loving the comments. That's been boosting kind of our overall ratings as a pod. We appreciate that. But please watch until the end, or at least fast forward on the little scroll bar so that we get Trying better to hit results. Try to hit 100. Make it a game with yourself. You know, a little motivation. But we're so grateful for our loyal listeners. Mm-hmm. We hope you enjoyed this episode. And there's only one thing left to say. I just like to add something really quick. Oh, I'd like to give a shout out to my parents because they are two of the most loyal fans. And, you know, family is so important to me. It is. Especially, as we mentioned earlier, my ancestors. Mm-hmm. So, mom and dad, love you guys so much. And I she can't, loves you. I can't wait to see you soon. Okay. Thanks, Greta. Why don't we wrap it up here? One, two, three. Bye! Bye.